0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the luck It All podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing Season 1, Episode 7, of the Hulu FX series, Devs. So, this episode is the semi-season finale of one of the most interesting sci-fi shows I've seen this year, given not a lot has come out this year, mostly because of the coronavirus, you know, the pandemic, the COVID, whatever. Um But yes, I think out of the two top uh sci-fi shows I've seen this year, Westworld being the other, I think Devs, might be going above and beyond what I was expecting it to and surpassing its uh, spot as my my favorite sci-fi uh, piece of media for you know this year so far. I think the concepts and the story and visuals are executed really well in this episode specifically. Last episode, I was not quite as hot, but I think that's mostly because this show is going to play the best off of, uh, uh, in a rewatch or just watching it for the first time, all in sequential order. I think it's nice to have stories that go week by week. I think some shows benefit more from that, but I, I don't think that this is one of the shows that, uh, is going to benefit from it, um, unfortunately, um, but yes, that, w- with saying that, I think that means that some of the episodes are a little bit slower, some of them a little bit faster, some explain some more things, some are uh, more visual, heavy, uh, and action-oriented. So, this episode starts off, I-, I will have wanted you to have watched episode 7 by now, so, of devs. It starts off with the primal humming of, uh, I think, the cave people in the... Uh, cave people in the uh in the devs machine that they're looking at um it's very interesting sound design that they decide to open with on this one it's kind of it sounds like a repeated track when it fades into them uh after the the cave people are shown the uh or Homo Sapiens, or whatever the whole, well, I don't remember exactly, this something Sapiens, I think they, they call them, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't recall at this, at this moment, but um, there's like this repeated track, uh, of someone say, come out to show them, I was, I was kind of fuzzy about what was going on, and uh, the sound design had me all like, like whoa, you know, is something fucked up on my DVR or something, I was like, what's going on? But uh, yeah, it's very interesting sound design, um, it cuts over to Lily and Jamie, um, having kind of the small, you know, fake bickering session, but it's about them, uh, you know, how, you know, who did the dishes, you know, I, it was kind of like bickering you would hear after a couple had been, you know, together for a little bit too long, maybe had gotten under their skin, but it ended up being just kind of this lighthearted feel for what ends up, uh, happening. Let me see. Um, it's it, it it's a cute, quote unquote, cute bickering scene. Um, walking the cat—that is—I think that's what Jamie says he's gonna. You know, thank goodness you, you walk the cat, so I'll go do the dishes or something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, Allison sees a multiverse where she's with his daughter. I think that. What one thing that this episode, you know. Cracked open. Let the cat out of the bag is the fact that that Forrest and Allison's character have been looking to the you know the past and to the future using the Devs machine to kind of analyze what's going to happen day to day, which is explains why they're so unfazed. Uh, by, you know, what happens um, over the course of the series. If they knew what was going to happen on certain days, they knew something was going to happen, um, they're never surprised, which, you know, explains everything. Um, and so Allison is kind of, I think, visualizing uh, one of these multiverses where she's with her daughter. Um, and I love the... The final shot of uh, Forrest's daughter kind of running around, and the the it's a hallway shot pulling back from it, and you kind of looking at a toy down the hall, and then the little girl passes by as if she's actually there. Maybe in another universe, she actually is p- there picking up her toy, um, and of course. Uh, there's a scene of them witnessing themselves in the future. Uh, Forrest and Allison break up multiple times in the, in the, I guess the devs machine. And so that they both are unfazed about the day that's going to happen, even though I guess they, they're predisposed to know what's going to happen. So it's just, they're unfazed and they're just like, we got to do what we got to do. Um, The fact that they probably know what has happened throughout the entire season and is what is going to happen, um, makes makes me want to go back and you know rewatch some of the first episodes, knowing that they already have knowledge of this uh, specific, um, you know, day or what's going to happen or the the actions of people. Like, if you think about the first episode, they know that Sergio is going to uh, to go against their their wishes, and what's going to happen, and they have been talking about, you know, Lily is going to die in the next 48 hours, I think the last, like, three episodes have been in the last, like, two days, i have been in two days, um, let's see, we got Jamie with the dry humor, saying that, you know, he's right, he, he's down to go to the dev's place, or wherever, um, Lily wants to go, and, Given what happens at the end of this episode, I was I was uh, I was bummed because I, I like his little dry humor. I think there is a little bit of uh, this cuteness that they have. They have decent rapport, and I think that they fit oddly together. But uh, they're the type of couple that would want to be together under a stressful situation, and then realize at the very end of it that they're probably not good for each other. But yeah, that that's that's what I'm getting with them. Um, let's see. Lyndon, uh, approaches Allison in her car right after the breakup of Forrest and, uh, and Allison have. They, uh, Allison is unfazed because she's already seen this day back and forth. She knows what's going to happen. She knows that Lyndon's going to be begging for her job back. And she's the one that plants the idea that they need to go to the, to this bridge. And Lyndon tests her, uh, her, um. Gusto, or not Gusto, but tests her faith in the dev system, and Allison won't tell her if she falls off the platform or not, and it shows what happens in every multiverse scenario that she falls off and dies, and that is some cold shit. I thought that... uh, this, this, uh, actress that is playing Lyndon, I, th- I kind of thought we were going to have some sort of bi- non-binary kind of, uh, uh, subplot or something to do with it, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, never addressed. She, uh, just calls herself a guy, and it's, it's, you know, that's that. I was really surprised to see the way they tackled it, and how this person is, uh, blindly faithful in this uh, predictive algorithm and they'd never even touch about it touch a up, touch upon it um, let me see Forest uses uh, or sorry they I think the coders use Linden's codes on the devs machine and the devs machine is, um, let me see, the the devs machine is able to predict things almost down to the hair, or or very similar down, down to the specific minute, and it seems to have really wrecked, uh, the brains of the coders, and there's, you know, that one specific scene of all of them kind of losing their shit, um, that... I, you know in previous episodes and stuff you can kind of see how the deterioration's happening right in front of them and um yeah i i just i love the way that they're they're visualizing all of this and i was uh okay so i wrote this down i said the homeless guy gets so much screen time i'm telling y'all i've been telling everybody since um what the hell? I've been telling them since I've been telling everybody since uh, episode one. Sorry, I've been telling everybody since episode one that this homeless guy is either going to kill somebody or there's something to do with this homeless guy. And what do you know? It happens to be um, the homeless guy that comes through a little bit later. I was like, oh, shit. So I wrote down in my notes, this homeless guy is getting so much screen time, just dancing around. You don't really know what he's doing, kind of fucking around during the screen. I I honestly thought he was just going to be somebody that Kenton was going to have to take out. And then Kenton is shown kind of edited in weird places going into an apartment complex that you can't exactly tell what's going on. And you see Jamie kind of looking at the cup. Sergio and uh, Lily are still in the cup. You know, he he's still having uh, feelings that Sergio is still uh, very prominent in Lily's mind. And so he's kind of, um, you know, you know he's thinking about that, pondering on it. And so, you know, he does this thoughtful, thoughtful thing, you know, cutting, slicing a little lemon for Lily's water. And then he's walking in. And what do you know? Kenton walks in and straight pew pew straight to the chest jamie is taken down i was like holy santa claus sir i was like i don't know what to i don't even know what to think right now i was in shock that this character that had been with us for seven episodes i was like for sure jamie's gonna live for sure he's gonna get to see the devs place for sure he's gonna be okay But nope, Kenton comes in, doesn't say a damn thing, and shoots Jamie several times. Jamie's down, drops all the waters and breakfast foods and everything he was bringing Lily. Kenton's walking into the room, uh, gets whacked in the back of the head after seeing that fuck you sign that was originally the Russian operative, and the fuck you sign... Distracts Kenton. He gets whacked in the back of the head by Lily. Lily, I thought was going to get the upper hand, but she he turns around and starts, you know, strangling Lily. Like I was like, "Oh my Lanta, this is this is not what I thought was going to happen this episode." Because it, it's such a lovey dovey episode between Jamie and Lily, it's really giving giving you this time to absorb with them because this is going to be the last time they're together. Um, and so, um, yeah. She's strangling, uh, sorry, Lily's being strangled by Kenton at this point. And I'm like, Lily's done. I mean, you can hear her you know, the, her throat closing up and things breaking and cracking and whatever else, stuff that you don't want to be happening. Um, but, yeah, so they, uh, he's about to kill Lily. And the homeless guy comes up and some. Grabs him from the back of the neck. And at first, I couldn't really tell what was going to happen. Like I, I was like, is someone going to come save her? Does she have friends? She, she don't really have friends. They're kind of not part of the story. And I don't know anybody else that would come. I know that uh, Forrest and Allison, I guess they already know Kenton is going to try to kill Lily. But she... I don't know. Something happens at that point. But... um. Yeah, so the homeless guy... Killing Kenton, and then blade, and then counting in Russian. I was like, "Holy shit, these are fucking Russian operatives!" I was like, "Oh fuck, you know, man down, man down." I was like, "Holy shit!" I was uh, I was freaking out when the homeless guy was the one to, to come in, and he was the Russian operative. So it was like a double whammy, uh, mic drop. I was not ready for, on any level to see that, and then he drops another mic that says. Uh, that, you know, Lily, you can either go to the CIA because everyone else is infiltrated and you can be, you know, questioned to death forever, or you can leave the country and, uh, live in Hong Kong, never come back. But, you know, you've got two dead bodies and it's not my problem anymore. I was like, oh my lanta. And one of them happens to be her ex-boyfriend at one point and, uh, uh, current friend. And a guy that she, like, that tried to kill her. Why wouldn't the homeless guy try to help dispose of the bodies? Like, he, <laughs> I I was trying to figure out, like, what is Lily gonna do? Like, I, I... Having those bodies in there is is not gonna be good. And her showing up at devs, like, to come take everybody out is just... I I I just had so many questions. I was like, "How how can you bring this to a satisfying ending?" I don't. I I I was blown away. So Lily is left with two bodies in her apartment. Two options, and both of them are not great. I'm glad they showed the security clearance for her getting onto Devs because Devs is such a, a high clearance, high security place. Like. There's no way she'd ever be able to get on any place like this without having clearance um without being able to hack into this place so that was that was one thing um but yeah let me see walking into the devs facility had that kind of kubrickian annihilation feel The, the strange music and with the interesting camera angles and the foreboding feelings um, it was all right there so I am really hyped for next episode I have no idea how it's going to end except for the illusions that they say that they might have to you know, destroy the devs machine um, I'm not really sure if destroying it is the best method I, I, I don't know if like they've clearly shown her like escaping devs at one point and then maybe dying after it so maybe there's some sort of explosion and, and she's part of the uh, part of what what happens or something like that i i I can't exactly explain but regardless um this episode was was pretty uh pretty phenomenal in comparison to the sixth episode which i wasn't quite as fond of i thought the sixth episode was so talky and explainy, and just trying to just keep us in one or two locations for the majority of the time that it lost momentum and pacing that i thought was desperately needed that, uh, happened in this episode, so, yeah, I'm really excited about next episode, I kind of give you my predictions, I think there'd probably be a decent explosion of the devs facility, something to do with Lily, I think she's going to live, and the prediction is she's not going to live with, because of the devs, the devs machine is saying that she's probably not going to live, I'm saying otherwise, she's going against the counterbalance, she's going against what the computer is saying she can do. Just like other sci-fi shows are kind of tackling right now, I will say Westworld is kind of trying to uh, dive into the sci-fi predictability uh, aspects of it. So, yes, thank you for watching, thank you for listening, whatever you're doing to support the Lucky Doll podcast, we could not do it without you. Um, Guys, I'm sorry about the Streams a tad choppy. I'm gonna to have to work on the uh, the stream quality and whatnot. But the audio is still fine. If you want to come through and join the live streams, obviously that's still there. I'll answer all of your questions and uh, whatever you want to talk about on there. We have been streaming, you know, quite a decent amount on Twitch recently, and re-uploaded to YouTube. Also, check out the social medias on Facebook, share hilarious memes, Instagram, got a little bit of trivia. Um, yeah, we got tons of things coming down the tube. Uh, if you're interested in more sci-fi goodness that's out, like I've been saying, uh, Westworld has um, been ambitious. I can't say I like it as much as what um, Devs is doing, but they're still you know maintaining my attention and still brings some interesting flair to it. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening, watching all Podcast. Comments, questions, concerns, the Lugadol Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, go on the links in the description below, and you'll be able to check out uh, all of the social medias, all the ways you can contact us if you want to paypal.me slash Lugadol Podcast. Donate to us. That is the link, and the link is also in the description as well. Um, only donate if it's uh, financially savvy for you and you can, and you're not being too hardly uh, you know, affected by this COVID situation. It's still expensive for podcasters and streamers like myself to to stay online. So, um, thank you. We couldn't do it without your support. If you have any recommendations on what we should check out next, let me know. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me think. Let me know what you thought about the podcast. If you want to say what's up, say hi. Say bye. You know. That's fine too. <laughs> um, everything's all good. So, uh, uh, speaking of it's all good, we got Better Saul. Better Saul. Better Call Saul tonight. I mean, um, I'm I'm ready for that. Uh, what is this episode nine? The last couple episodes of Better Call Saul are always amazing. So I'm uh, currently recording on the semi-season finale day uh, for that. So I am really excited. Um, Thank you all for listening, watching Lucky Doll Podcast. If you are on the Twitch stream right now, we are going to go back to the visual ASMR, visualizer. Just give you a little something to visualize and take your mind off this craziness. So, thank you all for listening, watching Lucky Doll Podcast. Take it easy. And uh, I'll be back for another podcast to round up the finale of Who's Dead. Thank you all. Take it easy.